At the end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. But in the year 2032, amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man, John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi. From another time. Pass is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Oh, hell. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. And we form and we formally convey our presence. <laughs> no one has to know how many tries we had to do for that. <laughs> it was one. It was perfect. It was one, yeah. I I one I, take Jake. Yeah, th- th- exactly. Yeah. So from the opening and from my opening. Hopefully, you know that we're uh, th- th- that the movie that we did this week was Demolition Man. Is Demolition Man um, movie that came out in 1993? Uh, it's designated as a fantasy thriller, which surprised me. Um, I would say more it's a comedy action sci fi film. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, uh, I would say, ushered in the the 90s movie style personally but um i want to get to what you guys thought since you two have never seen this movie before and this is like one of my top 10 so okay whoever wants to go first uh oh okay uh (laughs) i feel like i have seen parts of this movie before but i also think i got this confused with his judge dread movie oh yeah i could definitely see central look in that one too no it's somebody else okay then yeah, I've definitely seen parts of this before on like Fox in the <laughs> afternoon on a Saturday. Yes. This was a big network television action film because yeah. it was easy to cut to make it for uh, uh, f- for it to fit on network television. Which is sad because you lose all of the jokes about the swearing. Yes, I mean yeah. I'm sure they still swear and just make it like the the diehard thing where they just change the words out to something that sounds farmer yeah <laughs> oh i hope so um but no i enjoyed this one for what it was it, it was fun it was yeah. um like very early sandra bullock yeah um, like mid-career stallone which is weird to say but was, I yeah think the math is like middle of his career yeah um and then Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. And so. personally, my favorite role that he's ever done. Yeah, I can't really. Oh, he killed it. I can't really <laughs> name that many Wesley Snipes roles. Uh, the, 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 like, this, I, this and Blade. Uh, this Blade, yeah. U.S. Marshal. Ah, uh, okay. I've only, oh. I don't think I've ever seen U.S. Marshals the whole way through. I've I've only I've only I seen know, it once all the way. I know through. Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, and that's it. Really? I don't think I've seen that movie at all. Then. I mean, I know it's a sequel. Like, everyone from the Marshall team in The Fugitive comes back. Yeah. It's pretty uh, much the... It's it's pretty much the second, yeah, to that. Yeah, in that one, it's the no-armed man that killed his wife, right? (laughs) I think so. I think so. Okay. Devin, what'd you think? So, so I loved it. Um, (laughs) and, And I loved it for... Okay, so... It did this 
insane thing where it just kept surprising me. And not the plot. The plot, I kind of knew it was going. I knew Sylvester Stallone was going to get his guy at the end. But I didn't understand or didn't know uh, like how crazy the writers would get in this. So like the entire movie for me just felt like the writers playing a game of chicken with each other. And every time they would do something like that, I was so shocked and so blown away. So I loved it for that. Okay, good. Am I am I coming in like way too loud, Ryan? Are you? Because he just it. did. Okay. Oh, it did just, I? Did I like pop in? Is that better? It just started. Uh, Devin, try uh, again. Is it better now? Is yeah, it like it still like definitely? Yeah, I, I just turned really down loud. your headset, so it's good. Oh, got it. Cool. Yeah. So w- w- I'm really happy to hear this from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> to be to be honest, because like, um. My mother-in-law has a program on her laptop where she can legally, quote-unquote, legally rip movies off of DVDs and put them on her computer. Okay. Um, and I have Demolition Man as one of the movies on my phone. So I can watch it whenever I want. Well, I've got to edit that out of the podcast because we can't say that. <laughs> okay, uh. fine. <laughs> I have the movie on my <laughs> phone, and I watch did, it whenever did, I, I want. Honestly, so. though, did you expect one of us to hate this? No, I I didn't. I was, one, afraid that Devin was going to be, oh, there were so many 90s movie tropes in this. I was so afraid that he would say that. Because well, you have said stuff like, like that in be- the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, but this is like the beginning of all of it. Like, this is exactly. me, like... If, if I had said that, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, Shakespeare was so unoriginal. I've seen that plot before. <laughs> like... I would never do anything like that. Like, I get okay. it. So, yeah. So, and, yeah. This movie fits into a Venn diagram of 80s movies, 90s movies. This one's in the middle. Yeah, it's right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I can see influences from both. Yeah. And most of that comes from Stallone. And, like, what what was he coming off of for this one? Stop or my mom will shoot? I have no idea. I hope it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Really? Uh, yeah, I... I like Stallone when he does comedy more than I think I like him when he does action. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I mean, I hear he's just a bucket of laughs in Creed 2. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to watch that movie, I guess. I still haven't seen the first Creed. No, I haven't either. I heard it was really good, though. To be fair, I don't think I've seen any of the Rockies the whole way through, so... Yeah, what? Actually... I've watched all of the Rockies except for the Creed ones I, all the I've way through. I've watched... Rocky three into four at a bar once in college, which was amazing. That's good. Never went to that bar again, but that's the thing that I did at, at the. Or is when the robot shows up. Gaff. Oh yeah, I I see. I know there's a robot in it. Never seen that, the robot. <laughs> oh, that's like the best part of four. But no, okay. this movie was was so good for the '80s campy parts of it because like, oh my gosh, they were just like. I'll get into specifics later, but there's so many parts of this that I was just shocked and charmed by. Okay, so this movie, as I said, came out in 1993. Um, He did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. He did right before (laughs) this. I called it! I didn't even have to look that shit up. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. And then he did uh, Cliffhanger, 
right after oh, this. Oh, yeah. Which I used to watch that movie like nonstop when I was a kid. And then I saw it once a few years ago. And I just kind of said under my breath halfway through that movie, I'm never going to watch this again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, he did The Specialist in 94. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what, it, that's what his career was between 1992 and 1994. So uh, three, three action films and two comedies. <laughs> okay. Demolition Man counting as action and comedy. <laughs> to be honest, I yeah. was kidding when I said the stop or my mom will shoot thing. Do you, I, I know, honestly, I know. I knew there was a thing. I didn't know the timeline. I'm kind of worried for myself. I'm so proud like, of you. I feel you. like that's a sign that I need to like stop watching movies. Or don't. Or keep going. So uh, do you guys know the dumb fact about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Yes, I do. About I Schwarzenegger? Do. I don't know. So Schwarzenegger us. faked interest in this movie because he and Stallone, Schwarzenegger and Stallone had this huge rivalry around this time. And Schwarzenegger faked a lot of interest in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, hoping that Sylvester Stallone would fall for it because uh, Schwarzenegger knew it was a really bad movie. So Schwarzenegger was like, oh, I'm going to get this. This is going to be my movie. And uh, Sylvester Stallone took it from him and was in it, and he said he regretted it ever since. <laughs> I feel like Schwarzenegger's like the biggest troll in Hollywood. He is. Yeah. Have you, did you hear what he did when he was governor? He just no. revealed this a few weeks ago. Uh, he was on James Corden promoting that Terminator reboot that flopped. Oh. And they were doing the game called Spill Your Guts or Feel Your Guts, where you have to yeah. tell the truth about, to a question or uh-huh. eat disgusting shit. And <laughs> James Corden made, asked him the question, what was something you lied about when you were a governor? <gasps> and oh. he, he laughed for a minute, and then he came up with this story. He... When he ve- when you veto a bill, you have to write a response to why you veto why you veto it. And he really yeah. hated the guy who wrote this bill, so he did <laughs> he did one of those uh, acrostic poems, like every letter oh, yeah. on the side spelled "fuck you." <laughs> 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 and then, like the press caught onto it, and he they asked him about it. He's like. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I I, I didn't know that. <laughs> he just leaned hard into the Austrian. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I didn't love know. That. I'm sorry. So not sending me to the cooler. This uh, oh, so Demolition it. Man. I I just looked this up because I didn't look up any of the stuff beforehand. Um, uh-huh. It was nominated for best costume, best special effects, best science fiction film. Uh, best visual effects and best villain. All uh, these are all n- n- nominations. Uh, uh-huh. The only one I care about to say anything about is the MTV Movie Award, which was a nominee for best villain. Um, it won uh, a ASCAP award. It was a winner mm-hmm. for top box office films. Not sure exactly wow. what that category means, but there's that. Um. But yeah, no, uh, so my experience with this, I, 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 I know I said before about an R-rated movie that we did recently that I that I said might might have been my first R-rated movie, yeah. but I can't remember which one I said that about at this very moment. But I have to take that statement back because I actually believe it's this one because I have a very specific memory of this. This movie yeah. came out in '93, so I was like eight, like seven years old. Mm-hmm. 
when this movie came out, and I was still in elementary school, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The student, so just to give you an idea of what an East St. Louis school system uh, does mm-hmm. for its uh, uh, Students of the Month award, uh, all uh-huh. of the elementary school kids who got Student of the Month got the movie poster for this film. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so it got me interested because a friend of mine got it and I was like, Demolition Man, oh, look, that's Sylvester Stallone. That's cool. I mean, as a seven-year-old, I knew yeah. who he was. So yeah. I uh, so I remember asking my parents about it and I told my parents about it and my dad was like, what? What movie? <laughs> And so the school in the newspaper about two week about two was it a week or two weeks? It might have been two days later. I can't remember. Th- huh? The school system had a formal apology in the newspaper that they gave their <laughs> elementary school students posters to an R-rated film as their like you know congratulations wow. for the month thing. Um, so it was a movie that I always asked about. So I truly believe this might've been my first R rated film because when I was sick and I was in the hospital and I was in the fifth grade, this was like one of two R rated movies. My parents got the okay from, from, from the like hospital director, like people for like family stuff. So I could watch it in my room because at a children's hospital being in the fifth grade, they needed the okay from the parents for me to watch anything that was overrated for mm-hmm. me. And this was sure. one of the few movies that I could watch. So I know as a fifth grader, I was watching this movie. Unedited. That. Unedited. Unedited. There were a couple of racy scenes in here. I had it on VHS for crying out loud. I think I've owned this movie <laughs> three times. Wow. God, this would be a good one to watch on VHS. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, it is. Um, Speaking of VHS tapes... Did I tell you guys what happened to me the other week? No. No? So, I'm at my soon-to-be brother-in-law's birthday party. Friend of the show, Lou. Hi, Lou. Oh, Lou! <laughs> um, so, we're all hanging out. Like It's late October. The party's outside, so we're all hanging out in their garage. And mm-hmm. I just hear a voice from the end of their driveway saying, Alan, come here! Nope. I was like, it was my sister calling me. I was like, I don't know what's going on. She was walking somebody to their car. And then, so I walk down in the dark. I was like, well, hey, what's up? And my sister just hands me a giant box full of VHS tapes. What? Like, here, do you want these? I was like, yeah, sure. Not knowing what was in it. Just taking this box of VHS tapes to my car. There's some good stuff in there. And, and most of them are yeah? still sealed. <laughs> I'm like, like what, what's your, like, favorite thing you have in there? Um, A lot of James Bond, like 90s James Bond. So like Pierce oh, wow. Brosnan, uh, oh, Jurassic good. Park, Jura- uh, I think Lost World's in there. Um, there's a weird Western with Jeff Fahey. Oh, I don't even yeah. know who that is. Uh, he's Lapidus from Lost. Oh, no way. I didn't yeah. know he was in a Western. So yeah, there's some like really weird stuff. I have to bring it out then and show you. I just, I just put it away. But yeah, I was like, ah. I guess I'm taking this box of VHS tapes. So, <laughs> I'm so happy. Embracing my true millennial. <laughs> of course. It's retro now. Yes. So, so, yes, so Ryan told his little bit about uh about his like interaction with this movie at a young age. I have to tell mine. Okay. So I had seen this movie a little bit like Alan did, like the first like thirty minutes of it on like Fox in the afternoon or FX or whatever it was on. Yeah. And I had just caught like the part where they were like 
You don't know how to use the three shells? <laughs> the three <laughs> shells! And in the back of my mind, for years, I wanted to know what the heck these three shells were and how you use them. And now you Guys, know, I right? looked it up today, and it, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's, it is a thousand times worse than I thought it was. Right? Like, oh, it is. Did you, guys, did you guys look it up? Do you know? I know, Ryan, you know. I did not look it up. But... I've known this moment was coming because <laughs> oh. for weeks now, since we decided we were doing this episode, Ryan's like, um, like he was setting you up to know what the three shelves were. And oh he's like, God. it's not in the movie. He's going to Google it. <laughs> no, I Googled it like right away. Cause it wasn't in the movie. And I got so mad, especially because I knew how the movie ended with the last line was. And I knew that you'd yeah. be fuming at the end. Like he told me it was in this movie and it's not. I know, I was the like, movie what is ends. This? The movie ends. The movie ends with Sylvester Stallone saying, what the hell is with those damn three seashells? And I knew that it was like, yeah. that's going to drive them nuts. <laughs> it so, did. so enlighten me, I guess. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> I will. No, I'll tell you. No. So Sandra Bullock gave a response that's incorrect, but her response of it was she thought it was a bidet system. She thought one of them had to do with, like, pressure, one of them had to do with, like, temperature, and one of them had to do with, like, I don't know, how timing or something like that. That's wrong. One of the writers came out and said what it was. So you take two of the shells, and you make them, like, chopsticks, and then you use it to help remove the poop from your butt <laughs> as it's coming out and put that in the toilet while it's happening. And then you throw those in the toilet and use the third one to gently scrape away the shit from your asshole and then throw that one in the toilet. That's what the three shells are. <laughs> Guys, what is this movie? <laughs> oh man. Which makes, yeah. uh, I forget the actor's name, but it makes his uh, laugh even funnier. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. It makes yeah. his laugh even funnier in that scene. He doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> like, oh, that's, this movie is one of the few that I can watch over and over and over again and still laugh out loud at on my own. Like, I yeah. belly laugh through this movie. I, I'm trying to figure out logistics of using them as chopsticks. I guess it'd be more like a claw machine, right? It's like, a, yeah, it's like a clamp, yeah. It, it's like a clap. It, it's so like wait, the... Do, Ryan, has a pic, Ryan has a picture to show you. I have a meme of someone, it. Oh, God. Someone made an infographic of it. <laughs> so, do the seashells reappear then? Like, is it like a... Um, they they probably get replaced. Like, yeah, or like it's those... You know those, like, cups that you used to... Like, or I used to use when I was a little kid that, like, would be in that, like, long tube whenever you're brushing your teeth? Dixie yeah. cups, one Yeah, like a Dixie cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it'd be like that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, did somebody light a barn on fire I or something? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, Wesley Snipe just lit like a <laughs> pile of gasoline on fire. He lit the capacitance gel. He lit the. So, side note, Ryan, you. S oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So, Ryan, you talked about Wesley Snipes being up for best actor or best villain for this. Yeah. Totally deserved. Like, yeah. he killed it in this. Yeah. To me, he is, when it comes to, like, action villains, like, not horror villains, but, like, action villains, this is mm -hmm. my favorite. If I had to take, like, a bunch of villains from, like, the DC, Marvel, like, action movies and put them together, Simon Phoenix would be the leader. Yeah. Because, and... 
the reason why is because he enjoys his work. He enjoys what he does. All of the oohs and ahs and like it's like the bright eyes whenever he would see anything, and all of the like weird like like uh, like here uh, he's in the armory and he sees the cannon and he's going over going ooh 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 because he's really excited about the cannon. <laughs> yeah, all of that's perfect. He, yeah. he loves his job. He loves his job. <laughs> see, I like I liked him in this, but. I'd rather. I want to see him team up with Sid from Virtu- Virtuosity. Actually, Ooh. I wanted to ask you about this. Okay. Because they play the Simon Says thing in this movie. Yeah. I wonder if, because they said that uh, Die Hard with the Vengeance, the first part of that movie was was Simon this Says. other script called Simon Says. I wonder if there's elements of that original script of Simon Says in this movie. I mean, it could also be the fact that his character's name's uh, uh, first name is Simon, but it still kind of, you know, came out in 93. Die Hard with a Vengeance came out a little bit later in the 90s, depending on how old that script was. You know, it, pieces of it might have been pulled to make different films. I mean, the guy, who wrote, or... the guy who wrote this isn't credited with uh, anything with Simon Says or Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. He is responsible oh. for son-in-law with Polly Shore. <laughs> oh, <so>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I have one note. I made. I had a few notes. Uh-huh. So I split this movie in the two viewings. Okay. I, I finished the last half hour tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I watched it last night and I made it, took a few notes. So the cop at the beginning... He's yeah. like berating Stallone after they arrest Wesley Snipes for like blowing up mm-hmm. the building. Yeah. Is it just me or was that Gordon Ramsay? It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> what? He looked exactly like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Yeah, it was disturbing. You were not supposed to come down here. You were not supposed to try to apprehend Simon I was just waiting for him to take the p- two pieces of bread and put them on Stallone's face. Like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks like Ramsey. He really does. Yeah. Uh, and then the other note that I have is just kind of something that made me giggle. Okay. At one point, Sandra Bullock says the line, while you were sleeping. I was like, ah, she was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That was before this, right? Like, that was probably I, intentional. I think that was after this. Oh, it was after it? Then never mind. Yeah. Because um, I looked up her career before, like, mm-hmm. around this time, too. Uh, where was she? I looked at too much stuff on IMDb today. All right. So before <laughs> this, she was... This was, like, right before Speed... Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. Before this, she was in the, the thing called Love and Love Potion number nine. And then the next year she was in Speed. Because I read a thing that Rob Schneider was talking to her about this script she was reading. He's like, yeah, I don't know about that bus movie. Like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be a hit. <laughs> that sounds like a really solid Rob Schneider move. Yeah. Like... I mean, it explains his career. It absolutely explains his career. I, like, like, I have a good feeling about the animal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> Male Gigolo Two. That's definitely gonna be a hit. The uh, first one, hot, what was it Hot Chick? Hot Chick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Rob Schneider makes yeah. me sad. 
But uh, there, I give Sandra Bullock in this movie so much credit for delivering what is arguably the dumbest lines I've ever seen or heard in my life <laughs> with such sincerity. Yeah. Just like, a code 817. <gasps> a murder death kill. I'm like, what even is this? Like, I wanted to hate the movie at that point, but I'm like, no, they know what they're doing. They know they're writing murder, death, kill next to each other. Yeah, and, and, and to me, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is that yeah. they sat, the writers and the directors and everybody sat down was like, we need to build a world. We need to build a society that has its own lingo, that has its own language, that has its own morals, and show that. I mean, you could literally take any scene that doesn't directly have to do with Sylvester Stallone and Wepsley Snipes' characters continuing their storyline. You can cut every other scene out of out of uh, out of uh, out of this film. And it mm-hmm. wouldn't make any sense except for their main storyline, but it would be like a forty-five minute movie. Every other scene in this movie is dedicated to world building. And that's what I love Mm -hmm. up until about the last like 45 minutes of it. And because like the scene with the three seashells where, uh, where they show him go in um, and get the paper and, and all of that, that, that scene has nothing to do with the storyline. It doesn't at all, but it sets up like two or three running gags in the entire film. And it has to do with just the way that they are like the whole no physical contact greetings, because after that happens, that cop that he like gives the high five to that character disappears. He's not in the film, the rest of the entire movie. And it's because he was there for that setup and that was it. And they did that with a lot of the characters in the film. Yeah. I mean, it's true though. Yeah, they they did a good job with exposition in this because mm-hmm. it wasn't too heavy handed. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of times, it's just like this is what's going on. Blah 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 blah. Okay, now go. Like they right. they spread it out and like it was a little weird having the the warden talk on the the video screen the way he did. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was the only one that was kind of awkward, but it made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I really like the world that they built. Oh yes, yeah. So I mean, and, no, go ahead. So for like as quirky as the world was, it was believable. Like knowing where they came from, like that version of what 1996 he was, I think, where he came from. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. what year does yeah. is he frozen in? Okay, so he's frozen in Los Angeles in 1996, and okay. yeah, and they show Los Angeles when it goes over the burning Hollywood sign. It's showing yeah. Los Angeles, and it's pretty much because there were honestly there was a lot of fears in 1992, 1993 that Los Angeles was just gonna turn into this lawless just zone because of how bad the riots were at that time. There was yeah. still, I was gonna there say, was still a lot of civil unrest. I, I was going to ask why, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody wants to know why they this. can go and watch all the documentaries on Rodney King and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it, everybody thought that it would be this lawless like zone. So to yeah. See, so to think from 1993 to 1996 that the Los Angeles Police Department would have to, like, deal with, like, uh, 
gang kingdoms mm-hmm. and have to drive Humvees around the streets, a lot of people really didn't see that as that far fetched. Now the only yeah. real like the only real fantasy sci fi part of it is the whole like cryogenic <laughs> freezing of prisoners. But oh, he was yeah. uh but and this is gonna show how much I watched this movie. He was uh he was frozen on November twentieth, nineteen ninety six. How do you know that? Because I've watched the movie that much. He's unfrozen <laughs> on August 2nd, uh, 2032. They I'm show so it on the date. They show it on the screen. They pass over it to, to give you the dates. Oh. Uh, I am very disappointed in you. <laughs> Why? We are recording this on November 14th. <laughs> you should have told us to wait a week. I I no. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to do this movie ever since we started this podcast, so yeah. I couldn't oh, wait. I yeah, you've that. talked this up for a while. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna suck, and it didn't. So. Yeah, so it I mean, not it, even a little bit. It's because it to me, it's the if if it wasn't for all of the corny in this movie, it wouldn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah. If no, they you're tr- absolutely right. If they tried to play this serious, it wouldn't work, and mm-hmm. I just. I feel like everything plays into like when I was in high school, I actually debated using this movie for a political paper that I was going to write to show, uh, to show the hypocrisy of both sides of the aisle because a liberal and a conservative can watch this movie. And if they're blind because of their because of their stance politically, they could look at this movie and both say the same thing. See, this is a conservative dream. See, see, do you see this? This is a liberal dream. Like, because, yeah, because they take like half of what's on each side of like what the utopian would look like and they mash it together. And then you get their this future society of, yeah. of, uh, of San Angeles. I mean, it's true. Devin, was there ever a movie that you had to write a paper on in school that you were, like, really proud of? Yeah. Uh, I had to write a paper on the movie uh, Metropolis. Okay. Um, and I was just so proud of it because I was like, look at my deep middle school philosophy. <laughs> and uh, that was it. That was that was as, as proud as I get. And I was like, in the paper, I'm like, this movie tells us the core of human nature. I'm 12. Trust me. It was It was cringy. I've written about too many movies because I was a yeah. film major. So, oh I right. Remember, well, I, did I ever tell you the time I wrote a paper about J.J. Abrams? No, tell me. I Do you regret paper. it? Huh? Do you regret it? No, I don't. I'm Good. so proud of this. Uh, it's kind of a weird story. I wrote a paper. Excited. We had to write about a filmmaker and the themes of their work. So I took J.J. Okay. Abrams. In the theme of father-son dynamics. Because oh. at the time you had Lost with Jack and his dad, Super 8, and Star Trek. Oh, those are good three to, to pick from. Yeah. So like like now when I watch anything J.J. Abrams, I'm looking at that dynamic. Which is still oh, a thing. That's like cool. you, look at, you look at Force Awakens, like the whole Ben and Han thing, like that, it plays out. Mm. And then you have like Ray looking at Han as a father and... Did his dad not hug him enough? Is that I, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, that's the one I, I remember. I feel bad for J.J. Abrams. No, it, it, get, it gets weirder. 
Like, so I handed in that paper. I never got the actual grade back because the professor died. (gasps) What? That's not how I expected that story to end. Nope. Neither did I. Oh, no. That was (laughs) my final. That uh, was your final. uh, She she was older. I think she just Uh... passed away over break. But I was like, I wanted that. I wanted to know what my grade was. Like, I wanted to get actual feedback (laughs) on it. But I never did. Oh, and that's have you the tried real uh, in that story? My wife's a teacher now. I'll just print it out and have her grade it. So, have you tried? <laughs> uh, have you tried taking a Ouija uh, a Ouija board? <laughs> and no. doing yes, it that way? these are the questions. Yes, no. Okay. So, uh, no. because I didn't do any research prior to coming over, and I, 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 I think it's clear that none of us did <laughs> when it's it comes okay. to facts. I researched uh, the shells. That is the important part. Uh, there we go. Um, so, two things I want to point out. Uh, Websley snipes his character. Uh, there are times when, and, and and I've noticed this, and I always chopped oh. it up to like this, just like the stunts where his punches and kicks seem kind of like rigid. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. know this. He's actually a black belt, and he had to slow himself down for the camera because his punches and kicks were too quick for the film. Really? So he had to slow himself down so that it could be picked up on camera. So that's why he seemed rigid. Uh, Sylvester Stallone describes the scene where he's getting frozen in the tub uh-huh. as the worst five hours he's ever had on a movie set. He was terrified. Five hours. <clears throat> well, that was before he was playing like five roles in Spy Kids 3D. That's so. very true, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about so, that. Let, let's talk about Wesley Snipes for a minute. So, yeah, I guess I just have a hard time watching anything with him in it. Because I've just heard so many horror stories about him on set. Like really? How I don't a... know any of these. So, I guess during Blade Trinity, he just was over it. Like, he didn't want to be oh. there. So, at one point, he's laying in a coffin, and he's sleeping, and he wouldn't, he refused to open his eyes. So, they had to CG <clears throat> eyes opening onto his eyelids. <laughs> That's so obnoxious. I yeah. hate it. Well, see, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so if the guy's a jerk, he did a good job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if yeah. this is the only thing that I ever watch with him in it, then that's fine. But and I guess at the same time, everything I see him in is like, dude, you didn't pay your taxes on this. Like, <laughs> this is why you went to jail. <laughs> so You went to well, jail? Yeah, tax evasion. Yeah, he did. Oh no, that's what they got Al Capone for. Mm-hmm. But he got out, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So th- there were a few things that I was kind of preparing myself that you guys might like pick up on. Okay. Um, okay. Alan, for you, the, the, there's a few scenes in this that are edited to hell, and this is stuff that I have researched uh, uh, prior. Like this is just stuff that I've known. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the gunfight scene in like the the sewer area when they're uh, when they're by the car no they're at like the food stand or like the food court thing and then uh, and then Simon Phoenix's character and his buddies like open fire on him um, Sylvester Stallone's character is supposed to be on the walkway with uh with with Webley Snipes's character when it gets flipped uh-huh. upside down. 
Actually, if you watch that scene, you can see Sylvester Stallone's stunt double wearing the cop outfit, like, right in front of the camera as they fall over. Like, it's the breached pants, it's the almost knee-high boots, it's a cop that's standing on that with them. Contrary to what you think, oh. I did do some research on this, yeah. and they cut oh. a lot of stuff out of that sequence. Oh, yeah. yeah so oh, did I, I, I guess he was supposed to meet his daughter down there? He was supposed to meet his daughter, oh, yeah. um, and, there's, and there was supposed to be a subplot with, uh, with her and Zachary Lamb, because the last time you see him, he's standing by the car by where they go into the sewer, and then you never see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at some point, I mean, he dies. He gets killed, mm-hmm. and then it was supposed to be some subplot between him and her, or her dealing. This is the Ben Pratt, yeah, character. Okay, yeah, it's the Zachary so wait, Lamb he, was he was supposed to be screen? the pilot. No, 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 no. He was a, no. They filmed a scene with Snipes' character killing him. Oh. Um, it was it was it was supposed to be that they go into the sewer. Zachary Lamb, the pilot that he was mm-hmm. talking to, is watching the car. When uh, okay. when Simon Phoenix comes out from the sewer, he was supposed to have s- snuck up behind him and killed him. All right. Oh wow. And then that has to do somehow with with Sylvester Stallone's daughter, which I personally like the fact that they cut all that out and they just had yeah. him say no. I don't want to know. I like that so much better because, like, th- th- the narrative is 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 simple. It's just him versus. It, it's the good guy versus the bad guy yep. 40 years in the future and them dealing and them dealing with a society where dirty meat eater is a uh, insult <laughs> right <laughs> it makes you wonder why they don't do that with a superhero hmm? like a man out of time man out of time frozen for <laughs> 70 years gets thought out oh, that would... the bad guys <laughs> Makes such well, a compelling plot. Why is yeah, Marvel latched it, onto that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. But... Oh, I was thinking DC. <laughs> Imagine if they did that with Batman. Oh, oh. Who Hold would they on. do that with? Who would Marvel do that with? Speaking of Batman, <laughs> Spider-Man. One of the uh, one of the toys that uh, that uh, Huxley ha- uh, has in her office when she's talking to her like coworker at the beginning, she has mm-hmm. a Jack Nicholson Joker toy leaning up against the wall behind him. Oh, nice. that's cool. Cause it's Warner brothers. Cause it, uh, yeah, it's Warner brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything in there is Warner brothers, but yeah, the, uh, that, and there's a few things that I thought was really cool. And Devin, I've heard you talk about stuff like this. Um, uh-huh. when he confronts Dr. Cock, uh, the, uh, like the governor mayor guy, um, yeah. and he says, get fucked. And he yeah. shoots the verbal, uh, that like verbal, uh, the thing that gives you tickets, tickets when you thing. curse. Yeah. yeah. When he shoots it from that point on yeah. in the movie, they don't work. I love that. They, uh, uh, from that point on, every time they swear, you don't hear that in the background every time, just like they did before. See that like those little details are what I like about movies. Like, I did not pick up on that, but I absolutely love that little fact. Yeah, that and when Anita, when Lenita Huxley walk in, walks into the police station, you're, uh, mm-hmm. the first time you see one of those things, she walks right past it, and it's the only thing on the wall. Oh, that's cool. So they, so they show it even before it's even used. Before they like tell you about it, just so you know it's there. Yeah. Um, I like that. 
so the the aspects of the society that that demolition man is in what did you guys yeah. think of like the whole what's legal and what's not legal thing when they were running through all of the stuff that's you know because it's not good for you it's just bad it means it means it's illegal what did you guys think from a 1993 standpoint i can definitely see that being the extreme yeah that people would think the future would be mhm for like a satire. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think oh, it's yeah. just so exaggerated. <laughs> um, I love that it's just Taco Bell. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> the, the only I, restaurant to I, win the franchise wars. <laughs> I want to see the franchise wars. Give me a prequel of the franchise wars. <laughs> Give me a three season miniseries on Netflix of the, the franchise wars. Yes, yes, Which yes, we- yes. Please. Yeah, because that when I was a kid, I was so confused when he said, "Welcome, you know, we'll have dinner tonight at at Taco Bell." And I'm and as like a little kid, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Taco Bell," like you know these like fancy adults, you know, going to to dinner at Taco Bell, and it confused me as much as. As much as the the, the, the the character, but then when she described yeah. that, like all restaurants are Taco Bell, it made me happy. <laughs> I, I so, just want to have been in that writer's room where they were like, and then what fancy place they go, and someone's like Taco Bell, and then someone else in the room's like, but everything's a Taco Bell. Like that's what I want to see. It's basically sprockets here. Yeah. In, in my research for the show, yes, I found out that in the uh, he, he's not going to let me forget that I said that. I actually knew this before <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, in in uh, different countries, they changed it to Pizza Hut instead of Taco Bell. Oh, because reasons, I guess. Did okay. they still anyway, serve like the decorative nachos? I guess. I, I, I don't know. They just changed the. I, I I don't know if they actually shot it two different ways, where they're just eating pizza then or what. Well, the, the, well, they it. also say that like a lot of stuff is illegal. That you know that 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 like would go into pizza or anything else. Wow. So I mean that could just be what the food is in general. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to pitching the franchise wars. <laughs> yes. Oh, this so, is the so part this I is want. what I'm fixing. So you get all the McDonald Land characters. So you got Ronald, Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, the Fry Guys, <laughs> all those guys. They're yes. one team. Then you got the Burger King by kids himself. Club, kids, just 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 the Burger King. Oh, by himself. By himself, because that creepy ass motherfucker can take out some bitches. Well, but, That's true. He's like, well, yeah. Well, 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 what about the uh, Kids Club uh, minions? Those, yeah, those guys. I yeah. forgot about those kids. Yeah, the right. kids yeah. club. So that those those are two teams. Yeah, and then yeah. KFC is just every actor who has played the colonel in the last five years. <laughs> that's their army. Yes. Uh, Wendy's is just Pippi Longstock stalking. <laughs> yeah, just just there. The um, drunk one from that episode of Nine uh, Nine. Oh yeah, from the Halloween episode. Just that yeah. drunken Halloween costume Dr- yeah. of yep. <laughs> a long talking with a bottle of vodka. Oh, the uh, Raggedy Ann. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Raggedy yeah. Ann. Okay, so what what other restaurants are we missing? Um, oh, there's the vicious sea battle uh, between Long John Silver and everybody else. Archer Treacher, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ar- yeah Archer Treacher, yeah. <laughs> Arby's? Arby's, uh, they have the meats. So it's just like 
they just have a herd of animals. <laughs> just a herd of buffalo. <laughs> no, no, all the animals. They got all the cows. animals. Shit. What happened? My phone charger came unplugged. And knocked <laughs> it over knocked both all, sodas both over. Both of our sodas over. All onto It's Ryan's ready phone. to join the war. Um, it's sorry fine. about that. You're good? It's fine. Okay. It, just, it just got on the case. It'll be a little sticky. It'll good, be easier to hold. I'm not buying you a new phone. <laughs> It'll be easier to hold. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, where was I? Oh my gosh. Oh the, no, no. The, and the animals. We're, all we're the animals. about one. Which one? Uh... Hardys? Jared the subway guy makes a really creepy return. No, 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 no. This no. is what it is. It's Jared. Yeah. It, subway and Papa John's team up, and they're just eliminated. <laughs> Everyone teams up against them. Like yep, those two. Right away. <laughs> those two are the axis of evil in this war. Like and then after that, everyone else is like, okay, now, now we're fighting amongst ourselves. Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like that's yeah, what we have to stop there. what we're doing to kill these guys. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about the the uh, Papa John's guy. Yeah. And then oh, Taco Bell just has the Chihuahua. Oh. And it's one vicious Chihuahua. Wins. Yeah. Because it's all I the mean, Chihuahuas. It's all the Chihuahuas. Look, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I've never met a single Chihuahua I actually like. Every <laughs> Chihuahua I've ever met has been a complete asshole. It, and and that's why they win. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay. So so in the franchise war. Uh huh. Which restaurant do you want to win? Oh, which one do I want to win? I want the KFC, the KFC bunch to win. I want the KFC bunch to win. Who do you, who do you think will win? Oh my God! If we're if we're talking about it in those terms, it is going to end up being the Ronald McDonald bunch defeating in like the most heartbreaking way the Burger King king who was just really misunderstood the whole time, but really had a heart of gold, but you didn't understand it until the end. But the McDonald's gang is more diverse and therefore more marketable, so they're going to end up winning. And then, as the last episode airs, like right at the end, the jack-in-the-box clown nose comes right through the clown's chest, and he sits on the throne. He's what twist! <laughs> I no, forgot about no, no, him. No, this is what happens. Like McDonald's stabs the Burger King, he dies. Yeah. And then off of the distance, you just hear horses coming. There were five horses, and five guys just come and stab Mc- Ronald McDonald in the back, and five guys wins. Oh, five guys! And okay. one of the guys just goes, "I'm loving it," <laughs> and rides off into the sunset. Have guys, it your way. We're doing it. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so the, the reason why I brought up the whole franchise war thing is because yeah. what I find funny and ridiculous is that the moment that Sylvester Stallone's character is blown away about the future is when he finds oh. out that all restaurants are Taco Bell. Because up until that point, it's been, oh, okay, well, that sucks. Well, that's interesting. But no, his reaction to finding out that all restaurants are, uh, um, are Taco Bell is, no way. When he finds out that, like, meat's illegal, salt's illegal, contact sports are illegal, you know, like, all of this stuff that he can't do, and then he finds out that that's illegal, and he's like, no way. Like, it's he's that's blown he away by about. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think 95% of this movie is just Stallone reacting to things, and that's what it makes is. it great, because he <laughs> yeah, overreacts is. to everything. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like the scene when he's in the back of the car. Like, it's like... When Sandra Bullock's character goes, 
John, you, you, you seem so very alone, but the future is not that different. And she puts on the oldie station and it's just oh. commercial tunes. <laughs> and he leans back and he goes, somebody put me back in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love like, it, again, in the writer's room, someone's like, this is the most tense scene. They're just about to go into a big fight. What do they do? And someone goes, make Benjamin Bratt sing a commercial song. <laughs> and he sings like a dog food commercial song. Like it, during like there's tense music in the background and that's what he's singing. Holy yeah. cow. You know, and there's that, so much of that in this movie. There's the, so much of that. The commercials as like pop songs would drive me insane. Yeah. I, but that, it's, that it's, JG oldies, it's Wentworth, nostalgic for them. That J.G. Wentworth theme <gasps> song would just be the one that is playing all the time and I would never get it out of my head. Okay, so oh, since yeah. I was a kid, there are two things in this movie that have shaped me. And one of oh, them no. is when they walk into Taco Bell and there's the guy at the piano. Gardens in the valley. Valley in the garden. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Garden in the valley. Garden in the valley. Valley. In- I'm keep on screwing it up because I'm doing two different things right now. I'm, I'm wiping my phone and trying to sing, <laughs> and it's not working. But it's that tune from the Jolly Green Giant like yeah. thing. That version of that version of the, the the tune from this movie has been stuck in my head since I was ten, and every now and then it comes up. It's like dun 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 na 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 Valley of the Jolly Green Giant Giant. Like it's stuck in my head forever. Devin, what song is stuck in your head forever? I still got the Shining theme in my head. <laughs> oh, the from Shining la- theme from last week. Yeah. Oh man. Like, what's in your head right now? What's in my head right now? Yeah. So we were talking about this, and I had actually thought a lot about what jingles really stuck with me. The Oscar Mayer one. Like, hands down. Like, Maloney uh, has Babylonies. the first name? Yeah, yeah, that one! Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, glued in there, man. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I got it back. Green in the garden. Garden in the valley. Valley of the Jolly Green Giant. Giant! And she's got the background singers in there. And then, of course, you can hear it just repeat over and over and over again as they're talking. It's great. But that and then also all of his, like, ooze, like, all of Simon Phoenix's, like, exciting little ooze and ahs and stuff. I I do that constantly sometimes. Yes. Like, I'll see something that, like, you know, like, I'll look over and see some, like, ooh. I've done it since I was 10. Like, it's like this movie shaped me. Well, partly it's, it's yeah. I love that. So wait, is, and I was thinking about this too, is the art of jingle writing a lost art form or is there still, are there still jingles out there that would rival any that they had in this movie? Because I don't watch a lot of live TV, so I don't see a lot of commercials. I don't think it's as huge as it is now. Or I don't mm-hmm. think it is as huge now as it was back then because that was like you got to figure out like the Jolly Green Giant, the Oscar Mayer, they probably started on radio like back before television and all of that. So, yeah, I don't true. think it I think it died when Full House had Uncle Jesse and Joey write a uh, a, a jingle in the basement like that. Like that was a whole episode. They just were dedicated to writing a commercial jingle. Like that's oh. what they did, yeah. That seems like that seems like that, too much. That's when Jingles jumped the shark and it was like, okay, guys, got to figure out something else. <laughs> and then it went to a small a non-skippable skits. ad on the internet. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. 
So yeah, I forgot I mean, about the Meow Mix one, and that's it. <laughs> that one wins it for me now. I'm sad that wasn't in the movie. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, that one. A piece of that fancy feast. Oh, I'm so glad you did that. Oh, uh, we have, uh, we have stuff to talk about after the podcast with that. Okay. I'm just leaving it there as a teaser for people to not understand what we're talking about Ooh. later. I know. Okay. I'm mysterious like that. <laughs> All right. So what else do we want to talk about with Demolition Man? Um, if you can remember, what was your favorite mispronounced slang by Central Bullock's oh. character? I wanted to talk about this. It's uh. we're going to go blow him. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was, was it. One. Hands out. We're gonna go blow him. I I, I like take this job and shovel it because <laughs> it's yes. not dirty and it's like like I just love Stallone's reaction. I like take this job and shovel it. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Drives away. Yeah. My favorite one is one that he that he's so wrapped up in what's going on he doesn't even notice what she's saying, and it's right outside of Taco Bell and. It's right outside of Taco Bell, and he's just done fighting off the people who are coming out to try to get food. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she goes, there's a new shepherd in town when it's supposed to be oh, sheriff yeah. in town. And he yep. doesn't even, like, notice it. And it's the way that she says it. Where I love the fact that they have her character. Like, she's so obsessed with the 90s and mm-hmm. all of these, like, older sayings. But she has them all wrong. <laughs> is when she looks at him yep. and goes, you really matched his meat. You really licked his ass. And he leans <laughs> yeah, over and goes, that's kicked, kicked his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she, she had to have been laughing throughout half the making of this movie because honestly, because of how they talk too. like, there's no slang in yeah. their speech. Like it's it, all direct and pointed. She was reca- that role was recast early on in <clears throat> filming. Like it was supposed to be oh, Lori Petty. Who's that? Oh. Do you ever see Free Willy? Yes. She's the female yeah. whale trainer. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And wow. she was in A League of Their Own. She's on yeah. Orange is the New Black. She's a good wow. actress. I can't see her doing this part. Yeah. At no. all. Yeah, and no. I think... And, and that might be why that uh, it was recast. Um, yeah. They said it was for creative differences. I... So sure. I, yeah. I can see it. I yeah, can see it. Like she yeah. wanted to play it one way and they were like, no, 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 you've got to play this straight because, you know, because I mean, honestly, out of all of them, like she is intelligent because they show her doing things that obviously she wasn't trained for, you know, when it comes to like code fixing the car and everybody yeah. else is stunned because people have been killed and she's the only one that's clear headed enough to like try to get through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her interactions with the, the, the computer, though, because she asks the computer if it's coming down with a virus, and the computer actually yeah. answers her and says, of course not. Like, it doesn't say no. The computer responds with, of course not. I'm not coming down with a virus. And I just right. thought that was funny. But after that, the computer doesn't have any other personality besides that going forward. But it was still a nice touch. Yeah, <clears throat> I did see the voice of the computer in this is the same voice of the computer in the thing. Really? Which we oh. did an episode back about a year and a half ago. So just scroll through your feed and go yeah. check that out. Was it the new thing or the old thing? The John Carpenter nineteen eighty. The John Carpenter thing. one. Yeah, yeah, not the newer one. One of the things that um, I like about this movie too, and I always have appreciated before, and one that I bring up a lot is that you can do a science fiction movie and not have a lot of like CGI in it, because the only CGI in this movie was on the computer screen where they were laser cutting Stallone out of the block of ice. 
other yeah. th- other than that, all of all of the like landscapes was paintings. Oh, was yeah. it really? Mm-hmm. Movies oh. used uh, movies used paintings for the longest time when it came to landscapes like that. Yeah, if you go to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, they take you up to where they like the workshop they do those paintings in, and it is so cool. Like it's a whole like pulley system, so they can move the paintings up and down. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so that's so uh, so there's that. But one of the things that I missed all of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't know what she said. I just know that it was it, a lot of hand it took, gestures. It took and me I thought three it seconds funny. to figure out. My my wife was just asking if she could use the microwave. Oh, okay. There's we <laughs> <laughs> all the hand gestures. Can I put the food in the microwave <laughs> and then punch the button? Oh, that's eat. what that was. Yeah. yeah. One of, okay. Did he see me? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, <laughs> so, excuse so, me while we're playing charades over yeah. here. <laughs> so uh, there's a few things that um, I kind of wanted to bring up, just facts that I've noticed through uh, uh, through watching this. The only actual uh, commercially made vehicle in this movie, except for mm-hmm. the Oz, uh, except for the Oldsmobile, which that's a whole different conversation mm-hmm. for this movie. <laughs> um, the only commercial made vehicle for this movie was the cop car. And it actually has a oh. Chevy logo on the bumper in red. Um, every other vehicle had to be made on set. They act, well, not made on set, but the actual studio paid people to like sleek out some cars. And so that's what uh, that's what that was. But GM was like supposed to have like this huge ad campaign for the film that have like these are the yeah. cars of the future, and they only made one, and that was the cop car. Oh, I mean, good for them, they but did. still, they should have made more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there's that. Telling that, I forgot everything else. Well, while you're thinking about that, can I say that the only problem, like the only genuine problem I had with yeah. the movie was about three-fourths of the way through, Dennis Leary just does the asshole song. Like, he didn't do all of it, but he did most of it. Where, mm-hmm. like, there, um, do you know do you know, you know, know Dennis Leary, right? He's the guy underground, the guy with the, like, orange. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so one of the things he's most famous for is a song called Asshole. And in it, he just talks about how he just wants to be an asshole, how he wants to uh, eat a hamburger and throw the styrofoam container out the side of his car while speeding down the highway, burning dinosaur fuel. Like, just, you know, just being a general asshole. Yeah. And, like, halfway through this movie, he's like, I just want to smoke a cigar and, like, throw it in someone's face. And I just want to... I'm like, you're just doing asshole. I got it. Thanks. They added that for him when he was cast because they yeah. wanted him to, to, to rant <laughs> like really? he does in the stand-up. Yeah. So... Yeah, they oh, wanted I didn't him to know that. They wanted Aww. him to say that he wanted to smoke a cigar in the non-smoking section, the size of that Cincinnati. That was it. That was it. Yep. And that he wanted to to run naked through the streets, covered in Jello, reading a Playboy magazine, and yeah. eating at, at a greasy spoon with, you know, side over aside order of bacon fries yeah. and buckets of I cheese. I love that you know this. I love <laughs> that you know that. I'm but disappointed that, like, that you know this. <laughs> I'm not I, disappointed at all. I can't tell you how many times I watch this movie. Like, it's silly, but it's entertaining enough that, like, if I'm having, like, a bad day, I put this movie on. Like, like, this is seriously, like, my bad day movie because it makes me laugh. And actually, one of the things I'm disappointed in myself, it took me up until this year to realize that that 
uh, Simon Phoenix's care that Simon Phoenix is snorting coke off the desk when they first show him. I never realized that until about a year ago when Sylvester Stallone comes into the room and he says that he's under arrest. The reason why Simon Phoenix comes up from the desk and like covering his face is because he's snorting Coke. He's in the, he's in the middle of snorting Coke. They show that later when they're fighting, they show a mirror on the desk with like white powder on it. Okay. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's a ton of stuff in this film and probably more I could go on about, but I just can't remember it at the moment because well, we're running out of time. Yeah, I know we are because I keep yeah. on looking over at, at the timer. <laughs> keep on looking. <laughs> we got two seconds. Go. <laughs> uh, how wonderful was the Rat Burger scene for you guys? Because that was like my favorite bit of Sylvester Stallone acting. Because I was like, is he going to go over the top hammy? And he's like, no, he's just going to keep eating up. No, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really was. I was hoping for like over the top. Like, you're telling me this is rat? Yeah, right, that's it. what I was waiting for. No, no, he rolled. He rolled with it. He rolled with it because it showed that he was, at heart, he's just a decent human being. Because oh, he yeah. went over and smelled a hamburger, and oh, I love that scene because the, the the other two cops are like, "What is that emanation?" Like, because it smells horrible yeah. to them, and he's just like, "Oh." Oh, yeah. Like, he reacts the same way to it as Simon does, because when Simon opens up the sewer, he goes, oh, what's that smell? It reminds me of of biscuits and gravy, because he thinks food, Stallone thinks food, the other two think puke, which is, which is, you know, hysterical. But he goes over and, and gets it, and she looks at him and goes detective you see any cows around here and the first time i saw this i'm like oh that's not a cow and i started laughing when i was a kid watching this because i knew it was going to be something yeah. gross and it was like rat burger and he seemed started to choke a little bit and he's like this is, and then he just this looks is, at the meat like, yeah okay okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like no, he's like fine. he's like in fact this is best this is the best rat burger that i've had in years fun fact <laughs> as i was watching that scene because that's like where the movie picked up for me when i yeah. continued it today <laughs> I was eating yeah. Burger King. There you go. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> okay. What good timing. I also um, love that he traded her Rolex for a burger. Like, that was the value of that to him. And a beer. Oh, and, and a beer, that's right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, if you look in the background, it's a bunch of Budweiser bottles. Like, with brand oh, new it? labels in the back. Like, all the people drinking beer in the background, they're all drinking yeah. Budweiser. And and I, I can only think to myself, they're in a sewer in a society that outlaws beer and they have brand new Budweiser bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I never even thought about that. Well, I didn't actually notice it. So <laughs> it's all these, like it's, it's all these silly things in the movie that kind of like, I mean, th- there's obvious plot holes in it, like how an elevator just slams up out of the floor of an Oldsmobile car dealership for no random reason. Like, there's an elevator you think it gets pulled from the top, right? So you, how much yeah. force did, how much force had to be put from the bottom to bust that thing through the floor and the tiles? So you talked about the bad guy smoking like snorting coke at the beginning. Yeah. Pretty sure whoever yeah. wrote this movie was doing other drugs. Well, of course well. they were, because it shows. Time. Like I'm pretty I, I don't even know what the cast was on when they made this. <laughs> <laughs> But they were um, having so much fun. They were. This was. This is a movie I would love to have been on set for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would have been like. I think you would have had to have had a good time with it, or you would have been miserable. Like, yeah. You just have to lean into the fact that what I'm saying is going to be silly and weird, 
sure, we're going to film this futuristic fight scene in a fancy, classy Taco Bell, and there's, like, the Taco Bell fancy van behind me. Like, and you just got to, like, you got to love it. Part of me wonder, like, just because Stallone was coming off of Stop My Mom Will Shoot, like, if he was just like, you know what, I, I'm just going to let this one happen and just have fun <laughs> with it. Like, I'm sure so Estelle Getty got... was great to work with, but... Yeah. I, I can't imagine he was feeling great after that movie. There are some scenes in, in film that I, like, look at and I go, man, that must have been really cool to film. And then there's some scenes in film that I look at and I go, oh my god, how uncomfortable must that have been for them? And I could not stop thinking about that during their sex scene. I was about to bring that up. There are yeah. two things that I want to talk about before we go, and they'll okay. be quick. One, a movie, a movie made in 1993, has a better idea of what consensual of what consensual sex is than most than most people today understand. Um, yeah. So yeah. So talk about that one first, because <laughs> okay. I had the second well, one I mean, in my head first... and it dissipated. But yeah, no, I mean it, it's yeah, because I mean like that whole thing, like it's all about consent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. like she would go as far as she wanted to go and she put the hammer down like no you're not gonna touch me and yeah. i love how she puts her foot down like leave my domicile now and he tries to say right. something she goes no and she stomps the floor <laughs> yeah i mean it was really like a i don't know it, that, it, that move felt so like in it like like childlike in a weird way that like you yeah. couldn't think about how they were just almost kind of having sex and I think it's because like I think it comes across childlike because like compared to her she compared to him she is the child like she's trying to understand where the world he came from and is making these yeah. bad mistakes with the grammar and like uh take this job and shovel it or eat his <laughs> ass like all that so yeah so I think it does come off come across childish because of that but at the same time yeah. it's it's badass and like it is. No, get the, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Right. I mean, this guy who, like, literally became unthawed because he's a badass, and she's just kicking him out of her room. Like, not, good for her. Not to mention he's, like, a hundred years older than her. <laughs> also, also that. 74 years yeah. old, she mentions that. Older than him? No. He, he, oh, just in general. He would be 74 years old at that time okay, if, so she's, if he hadn't been frozen. So he's, like, what, 40 years older than him? Or he's forty years older than her. Yeah, ish. Okay. Yeah, because he would he would be older than Zach Lamb. He'd be older than that other guy. Okay. Like looking. Oh right. All right. So what was your second thing? You forgot it, didn't you? I forgot it. Yeah. Damn it! Oh no! <laughs> At least we got to the important thing. So yeah, no, there was that where like it, it was just that whole thing like with the helmets and then going back and forth like it's. I, t- t- there's a few things in this movie that to me their society kind of has like it's not that bad of an idea like if you have a situation where you're not entirely sure if, if the person you're if the person you're with you know is safe then mm-hmm. that's a good substitute i mean it works and of course in the movie since it was made in 93 right after the sex scene with no real nudity in it they have a blonde fully naked in front of the tv screen yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's still a 1993 movie. <laughs> oh, the 90s. I, I didn't expect that part. I was like, oh. Oh, and him knitting. 
I like uh, that, that was the other thing. Yeah, like that and and uh, and the payoffs. This movie had so many payoffs to it. So many little things that they talked about, like with Simon Phoenix saying, "I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached." At the start of the film, and it ends and then, with him losing his head at the very end of the movie. Um, and then you've got him with the sewing, and then that gets the plot going of well then how does simon know the password to to, to the cuffs and he says i wish i knew and he says how like he's possessed using the interface and you know you you finally realize like oh he was programmed to do this the same way that stallone is programmed to want a needle and thread of his shirt rips (laughs) right yeah which like that part like that's one of those other parts where they're like what are we gonna make sylvester stallone do in the movie how about knit <laughs> and like so like you can tell it was like the best con the best day in the writer's room I, I i feel like schwarzenegger was in the writer's room like okay then we're gonna make him knit <laughs> and he has to deal <laughs> and he has to deal with the fact that i was president <laughs> he's the deal with him yeah. right right and that's the whole part I, oh, i'm I gonna be it. president we're gonna make slow knit we're gonna cover him in, in liquid goo <laughs> secure foam <laughs> and secure foam around. Uh, I thought I was toast, and then all of a sudden I turned into a cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) I I did like that line. Yeah, that was good. I I would watch. I would just go in and watch a supercut of his reactions to everything. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, all right. So I I just thought of a question. Quick, is there anything about this future that you guys would genuinely, non-ironically want to keep? And mine would be the car foam, like the super foam, like. If that's what car accidents look like, sign me up. I I was gonna say the same thing. Like, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Like, if you could figure out a way f- to make that work and protect people, yeah, I'm all for yeah. that. Everything yeah. else in this movie, we kind of already have, like the the computer yeah. systems, the the video chatting. Like, it's like that's yeah. how we're doing this right now. Is like <laughs> right, we're living it. Yeah. Which that and they didn't overreach in this film when it comes to future. Uh, when it came. When it came to technology, everything yeah. that they do in this movie could technically be done, except for the cryogenic thing. Everything in this movie oh, yeah. that they show, we have. Yeah. It's just a question if we've implemented it or not. Um, mm. The one thing that I would definitely want to keep, like this, uh, the secure foam, definitely. When I was younger, and this shows how my mind has like changed throughout like growing mm. up, I always thought the whole idea of like, pregnancies being illegal without a license to be interesting because then it <laughs> takes away that whole argument or whatever but then as i've grown up oh, i'm yeah. like no nah, that's kind of a dumb idea <laughs> <That's Yeah>. kind of... <laughs> because they go through all this stuff that's uh that's illegal and the only thing that i was like oh i could kind of see that was that aspect of it like meat being illegal yeah. that's stupid contact sports being illegal that's stupid it, i definitely oh um but but realistically though, taking away that secure foam, I want my own personal associate Bob. <laughs> with, and I want him with the skunk hair, hairstyle, yes. and I want him in the kimono like outfit. Like I want an associate <laughs> Bob with me twenty four seven. Also, in my research for the episode, I learned that that character was supposed to be a eunuch or a eunuch. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think it's in the novel. Little finger vibes. They, yeah. they did. <laughs> they did. They, they, <laughs> what? Yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Move okay. On. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot in this movie that I've learned over the years and learning tonight that I'm really happy that they cut back on just mm-hmm. to make this movie simple because it sounds like they wanted to make this a bit too, 
like a bit too corny per se yeah but i'm happy what they did because not having his daughter involved not showing not doing the whole like zachary lamb death thing Mm -hmm. um just ending ending this movie on a nice like what what the hell are the three seashell things are about i like that yeah that was good that was a good way that's a good way to end it it was. Uh, and it's also a good way to end this episode. Because <laughs> oh, we need look at that. See yeah, what we yeah, there. we do. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm good. You're running point on this one. Is that all you've got? Oh, yeah, that's right. I am running point on this. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if that's all we have, Alan, you good? Uh, yes. Devin, you good? I know what the three shells are. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> So, from you have to watch this. This is we got to tease next week, man. I've never done oh, yeah. the closing before, so give me some slack, man. Come on. Uh, so next week, <laughs> the, we've chosen the film that we're doing next week. Yes. Yeah, we have. Um, it's going to be Frozen because I've never seen Frozen. I'm so excited so. for this one, guys. Actually, hold on, guys. I'm on. okay. 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 So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I might have you breathe, but I'm okay. Hold on a second. So next week, or I, I think I'm releasing this on Tuesday. So yeah. next week. So later this, later this week, uh, you guys are gonna have me watch Frozen for the first time. Yes, because I've yes. never seen it. So. Yep. I've only ever seen it once before, and yeah, I think that's gonna be a good episode. I really do. I'll uh, let you guys know how many times I've seen it next episode, but it's more than five. <laughs> oh my! God. Oh wow! <laughs> Please I tell have me. tickets to the musical. I will tell you how many times I've heard Let It Go, and it's more than 50. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Yeah. You may end the episode. <laughs> you may end the episode. So if that's all we have, then uh, for you have to watch this podcast? Yes. I'm yeah, Ryan. I've been doing the show for three years. Right? <laughs> I've never closed it out before. <laughs> it's like the first day, man. It's like the first yeah. day all over again. So, so for, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. Be well. Even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. I love hot dogs.